Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, adults of all ages, this is your friendly neighborhood pinhead 198 back with a better episode hopefully than the last two, but we are coming toward the end of this series from what I can see because I'll be moving soon now I don't know how loud this will be or how low I just finally had no choice recently but to break down and get a new fucking phone I don't know if I like it very much but here we go we're off to the races and I know that a lot of people don't like hearing wrestling talk and some do, but on this episode, we're gonna have to talk about some shit because the Vince McMahon scandal has happened. We'll talk about that a little later because it, <laughs> there, I have an issue with it. Uh, why we're worried about people's dirty laundry, yeah, I don't understand it, but we do have to talk about. <laughs> This ridiculous amount of injuries that is running amok. Yes, in AEW, but it's it's everywhere. But AEW is making an art out of injury, and it's not a good thing. Um, it needs to stop. We'll get into that. We'll also get into this pathetic build-up and lead into what's supposed to be their most important pay-per-view next to all out in September, if that still happens, if you guys don't burn yourselves down tomorrow at Forbidden Door, but we gotta talk about Forbidden Door, because most of y'all, even if you are die-hard wrestling fans, most of y'all don't know who the fuck this is, unless you are die-hard to the tier New Japan wrestling fans, excuse me, there's no way, we're gonna name off some of the names, we're gonna find out the start time, We're going to try and find the price because they want to hide that, which tells me they want to charge a high price for grot. And if you even dare, I will become Jack Sparrow and sell the seven seas because I will not pay $60, $70 for fucking unbuilt grot. So it's not even just grot, it's unbuilt because you guys, this shit's pathetic. Dynamite was low tier garbage and Rampage wasn't any better. And now with the Christian Cage thing, you could have had something great. Well, guess what? Jungle Boy's injured. Another one bites the dust. So, But we'll get into that after we talk about Forbidden Door. Then we're going to get into the Black Phone. I'm not going to spoil it, and I'm going to do a very, very minuscule review on here because I plan on doing... A major review on tomorrow's episode of Filmmaker Mike and the Boys that we record. So, I'm going to talk about it. I will give my rating. Unfortunately, some of the same stuff will be repeated on the other podcast, but oh well. I will give my thoughts on it. I, I will say this right now. This is a very interesting and probably one of my favorite films next to The Northman so far this year. Horror is in the, and we're going to get into that major discussion too, and we're going to debunk once and for all this bullshit copy and paste generation's pussy ass term of elevated horror. Hopefully we can put that in the grave on this episode because I've had enough of it. And they even want to try and market this as elevated horror. We'll get into it because we're going to have a dissertation. While we're at it, let's crack open one because I'm going to need it. Thank you. So we're going to have a discussion about that. And as because we have this is and this is what's pathetic. We are also going to talk because we're <laughs> this is the bottom of the barrel of this franchise. Two of them, and I'm looking at one of the books. From back in the day, it's the omnibus of Alien, Earth Hive, Nightmare Asylum, and the Female War, back when Aliens was fucking great. 
and predator, we're going to have to talk about prey because this is obnoxiously stupid. So we'll get into that. And by that point, I'll be so aggravated it'll be time to wrap it up because I don't see, except for the black phone, most of this shit we got to talk about is baby's day out grot. So let's get into Forbidden Door. Hooray. AEW <sighs> New Japan Wrestling Forbidden Door 2012. So I don't need to. Two of pro wrestling's biggest companies are joining forces in a first-time event. What, WWE and New Japan? WWE and AAA Mexican wrestling? That's, that would be the two biggest companies in the world, but... Oh, you're going to say AEW. We know. The main event... <laughs> Okay, so let's go back. A historic event happens on Sunday as AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling join forces to present Forbidden Door from the United Center in Chicago. Yeah, because a lot of those Chicago wrestling fans are going to know most of these Japanese guys that came from New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're just going to... Once again, we have to go back to this problem of only the diehard nerds the sweaties are going to know this. Other than that, most of your crowd's going to be like, huh? And we're going to get into this because there's no major stars. CM Punk's injured. So let's look over it because this article came out at 9 p.m. today as we're heading, as I'm recording this and we're heading into Forbidden Door tomorrow on Sunday. What a way to celebrate a week before our Independence Day. That's... Nothing says America like shit wrestling. Maybe that is America. But any rate, let's get into it. Take a drink. Let's get into it. This is going to be such a fucking boring event. If you go, if you guys have the audacity to go past fifty dollars, you can suck my dick. The main event is for the interim AEW heavyweight champion as former title as former title John Moxley titleist as former champion just say that please it's not that difficult as former champion John Moxley takes on former multi-time IWGP heavyweight title and New Japan Pro Wrestling legend Hishori Tanahashi. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's a genius in Japan. Great. Um. Initially, CM Punk was supposed to do it, as they say in this article, but we had to face setbacks because Punk suffered an injury that requires surgery, and was excuse me was forced to pull out. Exactly. Maybe because of the reckless bullshit that you guys keep having these your talent do and that's why we have 13 people out in AEW alone on the injured list that a lot of them may not be seen for six to maybe even the rest of the year maybe not until this time next year because of your reckless dumb shit it just depends on the injuries sustained and how bad or good or no real good but how bad or not as bad the injuries are for each person I'm telling you, 13 people, and this, I'll give them credit, Russell Talk, once I, I've said this once before, they're on their shit, put out a list of people that have been injured, we're talking about 12 to 13 people, and that's not even probably the whole list that are actually injured, that's insane, that is insanity, even during the territory days where things were a little rougher, and the technology wasn't as good, and the rings were harder. Nobody had that many injuries in consecutive back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back concession. That's insane. In a row, week after week after, that's insane. Before the last two months have happened, that, that that's, you guys need to stop this reckless shit. And I'm talking to all wrestling or sports entertainment companies. You need to stop the fucking reckless shit. It's getting people hurt now. Lots of people. This isn't a joke anymore. 
But wrestling's fake. Tell that to the 13 people that had to go to the hospital that are having to have surgery. This is ridiculous. It should be fake. And these reckless bastards are getting themselves killed. Almost. Or hurting each other. And people have died in the ring. So keep doing the reckless shit. And you'll see someone snap their neck on in, snap their neck and die on impact. That'll be something. Because that happened in Mexico with Rey Mysterio. And it's still destroying him to this day. Yeah, let's bring what happened in Mexico here to the States so we can be so reckless and kill somebody in the ring, whether it be by accident or not. That, it's ridiculous. Let's move on because now I'm getting pissed off. I really am because this is insane. To put these guys in this kind of detriment is, is, is fucking lunacy, especially when you're supposed to be heading toward your crossover biggest event of the year. This is insane. So let's continue. Uh, Tony, this is why I, 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 I smashed you on the last episode. Because you're in, inept, incompetent, brain dead. You could stop this from happening, but you're too busy having your mark-ass fun with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. It, it, it's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. You cannot pay people enough to go through this kind of nonsense. <sighs> Let's move on. We read that... Was forced to, instead of having to vacate the bail, which he did with the last per, with Sammy Guevara, if I'm not mistaken, when he got injured, AWCO and owner of owner Tony Khan created an interim title win with the winner facing CM Punk once he returns. I'll do it just like he did with Sammy Guevara. Also on the show, IWGP Heavyweight Champion Jay White, another fucking Bullet Club bum. That nobody knows except for nerds like me. Uh, No one... Oh my god. You guys don't get it, do you? This is not the way to do this. Jay White defends his belt against... I can't even say this. I'm sorry, dude. Butchering your name. Kashukika Okiada. And Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole. I thought Adam was injured too. Okay, good. He's going to be there. One so there's one name, two because John Moxley, but most people know him as Dean Ambrose from WWE. Two, two. Let's just get to the card because this is just telling you what we're gonna read off in the card, and I don't want to repeat it. So we'll just uh, every AEW pay per view has delivered up to no, it hasn't. Last, don't even say that. That's stop the cap. Stop the fucking cap with that. No. Oof. Now it's just making me even matter. Every. Are you serious, dude? Every AEW pay-per-view has delivered up to this point. Did you forget about Revolution? No, it hasn't. Another Mark writing articles for a major. Okay. This is... Dazen News, or I can't, I don't know how they pronounce it, but it's the, it's that fucking fight organization that has their own channel, they're trying to write, they're trying to bump out Fight Network for their slot, but, you know, good luck with that, rookies, with shit like that, you should be crushed by a fucking boot, what time does AEW, so Forbidden Door starts at 8, Eastern Standard Time, it means 5, It'll really start at 4.30 because we have to do the buy-in. Because every show has to have the buy-in. Their version that they copied from the WWF, the free-for-all. Now let's get down to brass tactics. What are they charging? AEW New Japan Forbidden Door 2022 will be streamed live on Bleacher Report. Ugh, crash city. So you can expect this to crash into the ground multiple times throughout the three, four, maybe even like at the last treat, we'll get five fucking hours of this shit. App in the United States and Fight TV. I hope I can get it on Fight TV if I have to. If you don't have cable internet speeds, I already do. It's you guys who are fucking up. Forbidden door through your cable satellite provider on pay-per-view for the price of 50 bucks. Watch yourself there, con. Okay, so let's look at the card. Starting from the bottom to the top. The buy-in, we get two buy-ins. The one buy-in match is Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus 
Yoshikobu Kanakakari, an ill, an El Desperado. Man, buy-in, second buy-in match. Yoshi Hashashi and Haruki Goto versus Aaron Solo. Oh, Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. Oh, yuck. Talk about throwing up in your mouth. Oh, there's three buy-in matches? Oh, God, this pay-per-view's gonna be five hours just this time. I'm already seeing it. Third buy-in match. Oh, God. Max Caster and Gun Club, which I'm getting a little tired of that fucking shit, especially with the dumbass 2010 high school scissoring joke. Versus L.A. Dojo. Oh, we're going to murder some of these names. Here we go. Yuya Yumamara. Alex Coughlin. Yeah, we... Because, you know, that, that barn burnt... That, that guy who sells t-shirts off the concessions, Alex Coughlin. You know that guy's right? He's tearing up the wrestling circuits. Kevin Knight and the DKC. Okay. Next match, Bullet Club. Now, the Bullet Club used to be a prestigious in all around the plant, all around the globe. They were the they are the NWO of this generation. But let's look at what the Bullet Club has deteriorated into because it used to be great. This is what it is now. Bullet Club, the Young Cucks, I mean Bucks, you know, or as Jim Cornette calls them, the Hardly Boys and El Fantasmo versus Dudes with Attitudes, Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takahagi. Dudes with, oh, you guys are fucking stupid. Oh, and this treat. Here, the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Willer Yuta, and Shato Yomino. Yeah, because you know the great Shato Yomino, right? Minoru Suzuki, I do know, but I'm not impressed with how they hype him up, especially in Japan. I've seen diapers that were shit in that have more talent than him, but you know, just like Kenneth Omega... He's the greatest. So there's that. And I'm already bored. And th this is going to be a five and, five and a half hour pay-per-view. I know it is. I can, I, the writing is on the fucking wall. Next match, Malachi Black versus Pac versus Miro versus Clark Connor. Sorry for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Oh, yeah, another made-up belt. Thunder Rosa, La Mera Mera. I love her versus Tony Storm, who's cool. For the AEW Women's World title, that might be the only really good match. Two, the both of them are fantastic in the ring. Other than that, oh no, because I forgot FTR. So that brings us to the next one. Because I'm sorry, you can take the Young Cucks and shove them up your ass. You can take the Usos. The best tag team in the world today right now is Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. And they are going to be in a match. FTR... Versus, once again, people, most of us don't know, United Empire. Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, who I do actually like Jeff Cobb, so I'll give you guys a pass. Versus Wopong Vice, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. Oh, talk about the march of the mediocre shit. This is going to be a tough grot pay-per-view to get through. I don't know if I'll watch this at all. I, so, I'm not going to promise a review because I don't know if I could sit through almost six hours of this bullshit. Next match, and we're coming to a close, thank God. <sighs> Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States title. <laughs> So Japan had to, just to bring names over there, it had to make a Japanese title for the United States, guys. Okay. 
Yeah, because we do that here in the States, especially the WWE. We do that for, you know, we don't, we might have back in the 80s and early 90s. We don't do it anymore, but okay, whatever. Shows the respect between how the night and day differences of respect between two the two countries. Uh, whatever. Oh, God. We did, the, okay, so ne the, this is the co-main event. Thank God we're almost done with this bullshit. The bum, Jay White, the, the newest leader of the Bullet Club, which I only know that because I, I know he's a fucking bum, versus Kazak Chukaki Okada versus Hangman. I'm as entertaining as a stump page, Adam Page versus Adam Cole, which is good to see that for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. And then we get to the final piece of garbage that should have been thrown in the back alley dumpster behind Applebee's right here. This will be a garbage match because, you know, just like Cornette brought up, John loves the garbage. I promise you that... John Moxley and his opponent Hiroshi Tanahashi, not Hiroshi Tanahashi. They are gonna both bleed buckets of horror movie blood, and it will be for the interim Punk's title, the AEW Heavyweight title. It's gonna go to Moxley. Let's not play stupid here. I would prefer the Japanese cat to do it, even though I don't. But I'm pretty sure that Hiroshi is a little less garbage wrestling than Moxley because, you know, Moxley's hero is Nick Cage, or Gage, or whatever the fucking meth head's name is. So that's that. Six, Almost six hours of this shit, I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. I might have to pull the Kurt Cobain and send myself to La La Land because I can't... Oh, God... Let's talk about Vince McMahon real quick. Oh no, we got so and this and this leads me back to the injuries. So the injuries are getting a little out of hand. Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan, we're just gonna call him Daniel Bryan Danson. I don't want to hear that shit. Daniel Bryan is injured, or he's not injured, but he is. CM Punk's injured. The bunny, I was wondering what happened to her. She's injured. Jungle Boy is now injured. He'll probably be out for six months. Unless he can recover quick, which he's young, he might. But best case scenario, three months. Unless he got a little boo-boo injury. But they're making it sound like he got hurt really bad. It's like... <laughs> How Darby Allen's not injured, I'm glad he's not, but I'm telling you, this next match tomorrow night might send it over. Because he loves crashing through tables, bashing his head with bats, you know. And you guys need to stop with the fuck. This isn't ECW in the late 90s and early 2000s. You need to stop smashing each other. And you haven't done it lately, but I'm, I'm, I have a feeling... With Forbidden Door, and especially the Grot Boy, John Moxley, and his garbage wrestling, I have a good feeling we're going to get some fluorescent light tubes pulled out, and you guys need to stop doing that shit. You know that those fucking things are toxic to breathe into your lungs. And Moxley, you have a kid, so you don't, you can't afford to be doing this stupid shit anymore. You're, you have a wife and a child. Stop acting like a fucking child. It, 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 seeing blood once in a while is fine but when I have to see every fucking Moxley match just blow up with his head exploding and blood it's like if you want to do this just go make a horror film already this is the shit that Cornette talks about that I kind of agree with him with the what's he called the outlaw mud wrestling shows because you expose the business and when you do that I think you should be I think you should be picked up and your skull should be used to open the fucking door of the professional wrestling company you're in as you're being thrown the fuck out of the business altogether. It's trash Jerry Springer redneck white trash wrestling. It needs to stop. 
we're over, we're past this. You want to talk about elevated horror? We need elevated wrestling because this shit's getting old real fucking quick. It's not fun. It's not cute anymore, and it really isn't cute anymore because now the talent is getting injured and matches. I really wanted to see twofold. These people are getting hurt, unfortunately, which is bullshit. And now we can't get the matches that we really wanted to see. No one wanted to see any of these idiots, whether from Japan or AEW in America. No one wants to see these cocksuckers. We won Punk. We won a Daniel. Instead we get, you know, someone that has as much flavor as sugarless black coffee, Adam Page. You got Cole, yeah, you got Tony Storm and La Mara Mara. Okay, great, that's three. The rest is a grot goblin fest. <sighs> I don't know if I can and willfully pay money for this shit too to be you know watching something that is the equivalent to watching you know, the paint dry on your wall or fence outside or mowing the lawn. <laughs> I'm paying $50 privilege to watch something that's as exciting as a as a colonoscopy. Fuck that shit. Fuck AEW and fuck their forbidden door. I hope they get locked in their forbidden door and the burn and the building burns them all to ash cuz they're all inept fuck-ups. Especially when you give the young cucks their title back. Why not FTR? We know the Hardys are... We already know about that situation. Especially with, you know, the lush Jeff Hardy getting another DUI because he's a fucking inept dumbass who never grows up and learns his fucking lesson. I love Jeff too, but at some point it's time to grow the fuck up. I love getting wasted too. What I don't like and what no one should like or condone is getting wasted and then getting behind the car and almost killing people. And Jeff, you should really watch your shit because you're on the same level as the other young lady. Well, she's not so young anymore. She hit the wall harder than dried horse shit. But you should have learned from Sunny because she murdered some, she killed somebody doing the same shit you're doing. Did you not listen to what Jade Cargill says to Tony Schiavone? Tammy, Jeff, cut the shit. Let's move on. It's ridiculous bullshit. Bunch of fucking man. You want to talk about man and women, baby. These are grown man children and women. Like, this is pathetic. It's time to grow the fuck up. Especially when you're in your fucking... Late 40s and early 50s. At some point it's time to go, hey, I gotta leave mama's basement. Hey, I gotta stop getting drunk and killing people. Hey, I need to stop doing cocaine. Hey, I need to stop partying like I think I'm still in my early 20s. Like, stop it. Vince McMahon investigation has already reportedly cost WWE hundreds of millions of dollars in value. So let's look over this and then we can go over what might be going on because we're just talking about dirty laundry here. This isn't the the great word. This was consensual and he paid her out and she even signed an NDA if I'm not mistaken. But somehow the dirty laundry, this isn't even, this is, should not even be for us. This should be between that young lady Vince McMahon and his wife, Linda McMahon, that he fucked over while he was married to her. This is none of our fucking business, but now it is because y'all threw your dirty laundry out into the street for all of us to take. Great job. You know, you guys don't get it. You fucking idiots don't get We live in an internet age where you can't do this shit anymore. This is not, once again, this is not the 80s and early 90s. <sighs> This is not the 80s and 90s. You guys need to stop living like you're still there. God. Sorry, I had to take another drink because I'm getting pissed off. So let's get into it. Let's see how much money's been blown so far. Money that could, money that could have easily went to so many other places that really could have needed, generally needed these like women's battered shelters, shit to solve leukemia for children, like. 
but we're spending it on dirty laundry. So here we go. Vince McMahon's ongoing scandal has already cost WWE approximately half a billion dollars. Oh, God. See, that's what I'm talking about. According to the Wrestling Observer. Oh, because Dave, yep, Dave Meltzer said it, so it's law. Fuck Dave Meltzer. He's the fucking Jason Blum of wrestling journalists. Anyway, the Wall Street, the Wall, the Wall Street Journal, if I can talk, released a report back on June 15th stating the WWE Board of Directors was investigating McMahon over allegedly paying $3 million to a former employee as part of a hush pact to keep their affair quiet. Okay, affair. Not a saw, not affair. That's dirty laundry. That's none of our business. Both McMahon and WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, who everybody knew was a scumbag. All from, like, the fact that people are like, John Laurinaitis was scum? Yeah, this is news to you. It's been this way for over 15 years, but you guys are shocked today. Grow up. Both McMahon and WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, who was also implicated in the report, have since temporarily temporarily stepped away from their front office positions with Stephanie McMahon stepping in as in-room chair, CEO and chairwoman, which a week before this, she's like, I'm done. I, I, I need to take time. I need to go off into that good night. It, it was mutual. It's not because I hate him. I'm just done. I'm tired. I need a break. And then four days later, daddy's we, the, our dirty laundry got out there. Daddy diddled the secretary and paid her off to say, be quiet. Don't tell her. I, don't tell my wife and kids I ate your bento box. But uh, we live in an internet age. So now Shane and, and, and Linda and Stephanie all know that you ate her bento box and gave her the old, you know, you're, you gave, you probably fired the pussy. You know, you're fired. Yeah. Lord, I'm gonna give you three million macaroons and then send you home with that good chairman of the board, cock. Okay, that's great. It's still none of our business is dirty laundry, but now Stephanie's back and stepping in so that the company can have still the McMahon name instead of having Khan. Forgot Nick Khan, no relation to the inept idiot over at AEW, Tony Khan. Just a coincidence, and I did look it up. I, it's, they're not related. But to keep the McMahon name and not caught, you know, that's going to be... You can't do that, so Stephanie's back. Just like Baby's Day Out, she's going to be here to run amok and cause trouble. We'll see. Maybe she'll do great. There haven't been any addition, additional details about the report released as of yet. And McMahon has opted to appear on both SmackDown and Raw over the past week, which is, I'm telling you, he wasn't lying when he used to say, that's, that's a great group. Like, because it's true. He literally got indicted or investigated, and then the next day he's on Raw doing the fucking cockwalk, chairman of the board. No chance is what you got. You know, no chance. And everybody was chanting, even the women, even the women. The women were chanting it louder. No chance in hell. You've got no chance. No chance in hell. Then guess what happened on Friday? He, well, he was he wanted to be even more cocky. Went and did it on SmackDown. So he, Vic Man, gives zero fucks at this point in his life. He's what? He's 145 years old. That fucking vampire bat. What do you think he cares? He drinks the blood of children to stay alive and injects his cock with steroids. Do you think he gives a shit about what you think that he was diddling the maid? Giving the old post woman the old heave and hoe? He don't care. He he don't care if you know he paid off $3 million to the old secretary because he gave her the old Monica Lewinsky treatment. Uh, I, I did not have uh, sexual relations with that woman. So he don't care, but we got to pretend like we do. You know, Roe v. Wade was overturned, and you're worried about who he's diddling when it's none of our fucking business. That makes sense.
You know, people are out there rioting, protesting in the streets right now, right? But we're, this is what we're doing. We're going on Twitter and Twatter, and we're doing this shit, airing dirty laundry that's none of any of our fucking businesses, but now it is because we had to throw the dirty laundry out in the fucking street. Like a petty girlfriend who caught her boyfriend cheating. Okay. So keep it to your fucking selves, people. Can you please? Can anything be sacred anymore? Can you? We won't tell you our shit. We don't need you to tell you. And then you go, it's none of your business. It wasn't until you posted it out there on the radio, and gave a whole fucking broadcast signal to the the military, to the, every branch of the military. That's the stupid. That is the stupidest logic I've ever heard. Don't talk about it, but you're gonna broadcast it to the FBI, the CIA, the Navy, the NCIS, the Marines, the Navy SEALs, and then you're gonna expect no consequences to come to your door. What a group of fucking brain deads! I'll tell you, this generation has to be even more brain dead than any zombie that ever. I mean. You're either brain deads or you're programmed robots with prime directives like you think you're fucking RoboCop. You're all Robert Cops, the 99-cent store bargain bin shit. You're copy and paste generation. And some of you need your legs cracked with bats. Just so not to hurt you and kill you. I don't condone that, but just to slow you down a little bit. Because you all are out here condoning violence too. So, maybe turnabout's fair play. And that was a rant, so let's move on to the black phone, because I don't care about dirty laundry. I don't give a fuck who Vince McMahon fucked. I don't care who Tony Khan fucks. I don't care if he's gay, straight. I don't give a fuck. It's none of my business who anybody else is fucking, just like it's none of your business who I'm fucking. I'm tired of this shit in America. We don't... It's like the George Carlin bit. It's just the the more degenerate, depraved version of the guy that's got to come up and tell you and have a long conversation about fuck all that you don't care about. Now, five years ago, I took a trip with my Aunt Edna. Like, we don't care. It's the same difference. 25 years ago, an old man fucked a, a waitress and he was married. Who the fuck cares? It's none of our goddamn business, you fucking inept, brain-dead pussy pieces of pig fucking shit. And and then you wonder why people like me hate humans. Because you're, a lot of you, not all of you, but a lot of you are fucking grotesque grot goblins that should be flushed down the fucking commode like the pieces of shit that you are. And you haven't proven me wrong yet, so thank you. We also, I would be remiss before we move away from wrestling and really piss the remaining three viewers and listeners we have. I would be remiss that a lot of y'all be happy. I'll be having my blood pressure skyrocket because Jonathan Cena makes his return this Monday, the 28th. So, buckle up because we're setting ourselves to the road to him breaking the flare record this I promise you, and that's more than enough time that you need, Jonathan, no more. We're moving on to the black phone. As I stated earlier, I'm not going to say a whole lot about this film because I'm going to have to do it again on the podcast tomorrow, but what I will say is this is one of my favorite films of the year, and I kind of hate to admit it. 100% 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That let, Let's hold the harvest on that one. It's not 100%. See, and this is why I can't stand these idiot critics. And this is be, and, and this will go into the conversation of the elevated horror bullshit that we were talking about. And some people are too stupid to even research what horror is, and then they pretend that they're a part of it. So that was a while ago, so it has dropped. It's an 84% on the tomato meter, and the audience score is at a 90% right now. This movie just came out, so I kind of question that, but we'll, we'll let's look back at it the next episode, because the weekend will be done. It's looking like Elvis is going to win the box office, and then this one will take in a little bit of money. 
the uh, it, it's we're saying twenty eight to thirty million dollars this weekend for the black phone. That's not bad because the production budget was eighteen point eight million, so they're getting their money back. The overall budget, and then what's brilliant about it is Jason, because he knows this movie is going to be one of the movies that he did produce that is really good, but it's not going to be number one. Because you know, one for the money, two for the show, three get ready, go, can't go, don't you? Step on my blue suede cock. Yeah, Elvis is, you know, people love Elvis. They still to this day love the man that, you know, died and shit himself on his toilet. So, congratulations. You you did the Lord's work, Elvis. Especially stealing every, all those black people's music. But hey, that, that's a discussion for another day. Anyway, and their moves. But anyway, uh, the <laughs> the point of the matter is uh, the black phone's got, but but the black phone's gonna make its money, but and it's still gonna have a great second weekend, even though a little something's on its way with its fucking hammer, and I'm a little tired of that Marvel, sh- that Fifel shit. But hey, you gotta you gotta you gotta be in bands, you gotta be. You got to just deal with it sometimes, just like I'm having to deal with Jonathan coming back to, which a part of me is kind of glad he's coming back, because I hate to admit it, Jonathan, we kind of need you right now. Wrestling, that's how low wrestling is when I have to confess we need Jonathan Cena right now, but we're getting off topic. So it will make money. It's going to, it'll at the very least make 48 to $50 million in its overall completed run before it comes to VOD. And Jason's already going out there. Oh, it's hard to make these films because the production budgets are going up. Yeah, because the presidents you guys vote for and the politicians you vote in there are skyrocketing inflation. So yeah, I don't feel sorry for you. Cry me a river. You guys make $20 million a fucking year. And that's on the lower scale if you're not doing your job like you used to, you fucking inept piece of shit. I'm not going to get into a Jason Blum rant, though, but this was a good one. And a lot of people will give this idiot credit for it. He didn't do shit. It was Scott. It was, like, I get so sick of this nonsense that he's a producer. He's the money monkey man, okay? He's not the artist that did this shit. He's not any of the actors and the great talent that are that are a part of this. Hell, I will give the coffee and the catering people more credit than him because they feed and get the people their drinks. And that's more important than, you know, Jason Blum beating his cock about how great he is even though you shit the bed on Halloween. But, you know, you're the last of the big spenders when it comes to great Hollywood horror producers. Scott is responsible for this. Scott Derrickson... Regardless of if you love this movie or not, I can't wait to see what his next film is. Because the first Sinister, not the second one, the first Sinister was fantastic. It was fucking creepy. It was just the right amount of jump scare. Just like this movie is just the right amount of jump scare where it doesn't abuse it like a fucking asshole kid that presses the button over and over and over and over again on the fucking toy for, you know, 15, 20 fucking minutes till you just want to put a pillow over over his head and suffocate the little fuck. He doesn't do that, which most modern horror films do, which what Sinister 2 did. It abused the jump scare to no end, especially when the first Sinister was a great atmospheric, really fucked with your attention-building horror film. This one did it too, and he also did the exorcism of Emily Rose from what I see. The only other exorcism film I like, well, other than Legion, that, you know, everybody's going to go back to copying the exorcist. It's going to be that way till the end of time until we all die and go to hell where we belong. All of us. Even you fake-ass Christians that don't even read the Bible. So... This was a great this was a great film. I'm not going to say it was perfect, not by any means, but this is a step in the right direction for horror. And this and this debunks the fucking elevated horror shit because this is a this is a topic about, you know, let's just face it at the end of the day, it's child murdering. 
child abduction and child murder, which even with, I don't even have kids and I get very, very, very uncomfortable during that kind of material. And if it's done wrong and tasteless, I want your cock kicked into your throat because it's not something to joke about. Real families have lost children. Real lives have been taken, and it's not a, it's not a laughing matter. So, when horror movies or any movie t- uh, tackles this subject matter, I I get very, very dirt. I feel very dirty, and then until I see how it's executed, whether it executes it to further the story and actually get victims out there, or exploits this shit just for extra bucks, because. That's where the problem lies in the Jason Blumhouse bullshit. But where this ties into the elevated horror, it does take these elevated horror ideas and puts them more into a more traditional horror film, thank God. A24, I saw a couple of, like, bodies, bodies, bodies. That's the next pretentious elevated horror, and it'll, it'll speak about how this generation isn't stupid and they're not relying on technology. They're just misunderstood. And they're not reckless, even though the whole movie shows them being completely reckless. It's going to be a social commentary on how we need to go easier on the new generation. Fuck that fucking bullshit. They don't want to do the work. Kick them right in the ass and give them DOS boot out of the fucking planet. They're useless fucks anyway. Let the aliens abduct them and probe them in the fucking ass. Every last one of them. If they can't get the fucking thing right, then get them the fuck out. Little shit asses. And that's what we're going to get. That's the elevated horror bullshit. Uh, Nope is going to be another elevated horror bullshit. It's going to be signs, but in an elevated horror faction because, you know, a great, brilliant black man is writing and directing it, so... By nature and default, it's going to be a fucking brilliant elevated horror film. Yeah, just like Us was, right? Okay, make me fucking laugh. I'll give you Get Out. Get Out was fantastic. But your Twilight Zone remake, just so you could bitch and moan about how white man bad all the time because you're a fucking privileged, yuppie liberal who hangs around too many privileged, yuppie white liberals. It's pathetic. And that's why your material has taken a dive, Mr. Peel, into the grot. Us was average at best. I saw, I've seen college film students that have made low-budget horror films that are better than what you made with us. You're not as brilliant as you think you are, and everybody gave you credit for Candyman. Why not? So we're going to give you credit for it, even though it's not true. But since everybody did, because they thought it was going to be a success, you're responsible for that being an average shit fest too. So, But you're brilliant, right? Because of the color of your skin, not the content of your character. I'm sure our ancestors and you know Martin Luther King and Malcolm X would be proud of you today. <laughs> The fuck out of here. But at any rate, Nope will be another bullshit story about alien invasion and shit, but it'll be zombies and, and demons and there'll be cock sucking and interracial fucking and everything. Like, it'll just be, it'll be, I'll, we'll be giving a sermon and a lecture and I'm tired of it. I really am. I've had enough. I gave Men a pass because it was a good story, but even that movie was like, you're all fucking pieces of shit, you know that. And it wasn't even just white men. That movie tells you all men across the country, no matter whether you're black, white, brute, you can be a transgender man, we're all fucking pieces of dog shit and we should burn in hell, according to that film, so... This is not here. They didn't hide it. Garland didn't even try and hide it. It's like, y'all fucking suck. You're one of us, right, dude? Nope. I'm a white knight. I don't count. (laughs) Fucking pussy. (laughs) You really are a fucking coward-ass pussy. Stop the cap. You're just capping and caping so you can 
lick a lollipop or two out there and get your ass pushed up even further up the corporate Hollywood movie ladder, making more elevated or Suck my elevated cock. How about that? There you go. But the black phone, I give it a... IMDb is giving it 7.4 out of 10. Uh, I'll give it an 8.95 out of 10. And even if I see it again, I might even give it a 9. But it, it was fantastic. It was one of my favorite films of the year. And I hope to see it again. And I am buying that motherfucker when it's coming out. I'm None of this digital shit. I am getting a physical copy. Hopefully, right away we can get a physical 4K ultra high definition copy because I'd love to see the just especially some of the cinematography and the creepy effects and music would just would be beautiful in 4k so I'm looking forward to its physical and even VOD release I might get both of them to be honest because I'm just, when I see good horror I like to support it unlike Cronenberg so we got to get into this as I wrap this episode up I've rambled on and kept you guys here long enough but I saw David Cron. I bought it because it, it, it got an early Fandango Theater at Home release on Voodoo. And the difference between renting or just flat out buying it was four fucking dollars. So I bought it regardless of if I knew it would be good or not. Oh, God. We're talking about more elevated body horror pretentious. I'm better than you. You fucking suck. The human race is grot and we're great. Horror movie bullshit. David Cronenberg, I love you, man, but it's time for you to hang up the director's chair for fucking good. Let your son do it. His movie Possessor was leaps and bounds better than the piece of shit you gave us with Crimes of the Future. You should be prosecuted for Crimes of the Future for giving us crimes of the future Mr. Cronenberg and in the near future when you think you need to don't thank you you're not David Lynch you never were you never could be and you never will be so next time you think about it and you go huh just remember Pinhead's telling you out there don't you don't have what it takes anymore let your son take over cause he does you ain't got it old man I'm sorry, it broke my heart, too, because this was one of my most anticipated horror films, especially with everybody, we fainted, and then it made us sick, and we could, you guys are pussies, if those, those shitty CGI visual effects made, because a lot of them were practical, and a lot of them weren't, and there were some interesting aspects of the movie, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna cap, but some of it was, almost all of it was just, fucking brain-dead, pretentious garbage that it's like trying to be smarter than it really should try. You're not as smart as you think you are. Like, I've seen kids that lick paint and eat glue that are far more intelligent than you with this shit. (sighs) Eat bugs. Like, at least they're doing something. You're just talking shit to talk shit because you think you're better than everybody because you got a lot of money. That's why Aerosmith was right. You need to eat the fucking rich and the celebrities. They're fucking garbage. They don't like you, so we shouldn't like them. Fuck them. The monkeys don't want to dance, then put them down. And that's where we'll end it there, folks. I love you guys. For those of you that are still listening, I love you. Hope you guys are having a great time out there. I hope you're living well, living free, dying hard. And uh, like I always say, get out there. Lick some lollipop and eat some good pussy because life's too short, ladies and gentlemen. Life is too fucking short. I love you guys. Peace.